Hello, everyone. This is the Flexible Dieting Podcast. I'm Kevin Brunacini here with Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo Konzeski. How did you know my real Austin. name? That is my legal name on the birth certificate. The Simpsons predicted that then, I guess. That was that was a yeah. that was a leak, like with the uh the Pentagon papers that was in there, probably. I'm surprised you're still here and not arrested. Wow. Can you say well, that Austin, again? Do you have that written down? Can you say that again? One more Joe, time. Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo. Okay. Kumsesky. Yeah. You totally nailed it. And Austin Kiergaard, unfortunately, the Simpsons haven't predicted your name yet. So that's yeah, given another 30 years. Everybody. Oh, that was but, the uh, Simpsons reference you said. See, I told you I wouldn't get it. Yeah. I know. I'm sure no one else will. And if, if someone is listening or watching and does get it, message me. We are BFFs. You'll be. <laughs> Uh, we'll go from there, but yes, uh, there we go. There's the Simpsons reference in the way to start the morning. So what's up guys? I'm going to, I'm going to go watch oh. the Simpsons season five. That's the fact that's the you have the episode. season and the episode down is just impressive. It's the casino episode. It's yeah. I you think it's episode six. Wall no, it's in not your six. Office, like with the, like the, the 25, 30 year, uh, imbd like listings just there we go for for those that are watching they'll have the pleasure of i'll just leave it like that so those my simpsons my simpsons wall and i do have a picture of my wife and i upstairs immortalized as a simpsons character nice as you know my avatar um i'll go off camera and then we'll get back into the real business there you go there's my simpsons avatar all right enough of that crap come on joe so (laughs) I'll be, I'll be I'm actually, I'm actually in the mood to talk for once. Um, this will last two seconds. So, <laughs> today's topic is relaxed meal, and I wanted to use this because I recently celebrated my birthday ten days ago. And thanks, Joe. Voila, everyone. And this is clearly a contentious experience for a lot of clients especially new new clients that are it doesn't have to be new but they are it's a contentious experience because they don't often know how to deal with it and even if they plan they often may fall short of it for whatever reason whether it's a process whether it's a the plan was never even thought of it's it's an opportunity for us to help them i don't want to say at their most vulnerable but at a very vulnerable time when it can easily derail for them and this is the time to really help them and really sounds dramatic when saying this, but this is a pivotal time where it can really, if they have a better understanding of their food, but have a better relationship with their food, it can really kind of ease their anxiety from going through an experience like this can really ease that anxiety. So um, I wanted to first kind of mention what I have done, what I do with my, with a plan indulgence, and then funnel it to you too, in terms of how you help clients set this up for them. But you know, my after doing this for 16, 17 years, it certainly has become easier with time. That would probably be a first main point for, for listeners is to, it's going, it is a process. So take that time, learn from it. But um, I, you know, six months in advance, I knew I was getting a donut cake because that's what I have done for my birthday. It's fucking phenomenal. And if it's literally 12 inches of donuts or a donut cake, it's incredible. Um, What kind of donut? This time, this year, we did split, so it was uh, split chocolate, and then on other side was a glaze with sprinkles on both. Like, like, and it was... like cake donut, but not like a glaze, like 
I've never had a donut. An actual, an actual donut, like it's a big donut. donut in twelve okay. inches. It's remarkable. Not a, it's fucking <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah. I love donuts. I think we need so to do a all... topic on blood sugar next. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan. So, so I don't know the difference. Like when somebody says that there are layered donuts, like hundred layer donuts in Nashville, there's a company called five daughters and we, we had a new franchise start in Evansville parlor donuts and they have 65 franchises now around the country. And instead of just a pile of dough that you throw into the, the oil, like at Krispy Kreme, which just those kind of things just gross me out. Like I can't eat two bites of a donut like that without just feeling sick, but a layered donut for some reason is more like a pastry and, and I can eat that. Do, do you know the difference, Kevin? No. It's a donut. I'm going to eat that. Enjoy it. Just like pizza and French fries. Yeah. All right. But back. Sorry for the intrusion. Back Back to your, your topic. Yeah. You're, you lost a turn for next week. So you're, you're not going to be able to speak. <laughs> I have had five. Uh, I have had that donut place in, in Nashville. It's, it is quite good. To be honest, it's a donut. It's all good, but nonetheless, um, geez, Joe, never going to go over time. There is, be the downfall um we'll, we'll make it we'll survive so going back to what I, I i i like i plan i i without that's the first point is you got to have some idea and be realistic of what you're planning to eat whether you want to do that you know that's you don't have to indulge if you don't want to but you know a birthday is an event a celebration of some sort i you know, everyone's tweets around in terms of what they want to justify, what they want to eat and how they want to eat on such an event. But it's my birthday. I'm going to enjoy myself, but I knew and know coming into it, I don't want to overdo it. Yes. And it, it, there will be some indulgence. But that is my expectation. That is my plan is I don't need to have a donut plus burgers and fries, plus ice cream, plus this and this, like I would have done 20 years ago. Much as I would love to do that, it's just I I don't want to feel like shit. So why go through that process? And that's so going back to my process, planning, being honest, being and evaluating what is what are the expectations I want to create for myself, and what will allow me to be will allow me to indulge, enjoy myself, but not to a point of gluttony and uh, insensibility. So, in a nutshell, that's what that's the kind of the set the foundation of how I approach events. And this is what I hope in time, what they teach clients, but to throw it to you, Austin, um, when a client comes to you and it's, you know, plan indulgence, how do you walk them through the process of, of, you know, just, I want to talk about it from a behavior standpoint, but just even from a nutrition, you know, regulations, if you will, what, what do you do to help them to ease into a situation like this? So they can have fun, but they don't lose control. Uh, I have a hard conversation right off the bat. Um, when it comes to indulgences, uh, I've had people who didn't have a great relationship with peanut butter. They just couldn't have in the house. So I said, can you switch to peanuts and almonds, you know, and we had to make that change until they eventually had a better relationship with that food. Uh, I've had people say that it's hard to say no to their parents. And so they just go out to eat anytime. And it's just really hard to say no and, and, and not indulge because that's how they grew up as kids. So it's a little bit of a tougher conversation, in my opinion, because I have to figure out what is the food or foods that they have for indulgences. Um, you know, you're talking about donuts. For me, it was pizza. As I started to get more into my 
fitness and nutrition journey, I started to realize like pizza, like not that I was eating it every day, but I'm kind of an all or none, none guy when it comes to pizza. I could eat a whole entire thing. I'm not sharing it with anybody. I'll slap your hand away. Um, I was a wrestler, so you're not getting any of my food type of thing. Uh, so I, I came up with different solutions. You know, there's a like a thin crust place here in town where it's a smaller pizza. It's a personal sized one. You know, I can have that, put veggies on there, do that type of thing. But that's me. When I'm talking to clients, they might not be able to handle that same situation. So I like to just have that hard conversation. What is the foods or foods or your, what are your indulgences? Um, how often are you surrounding yourself with those indulgences? What have you done in the past? What has worked? What hasn't worked? Right. And then try to give them some other pieces of advice. So it might be, this sounds like it's a big struggle for you and it's kind of what's slowing you down. Would you be comfortable in doing something alternatively? If it's saying no to the parents, it, you know, can you have that conversation with your parents and say, hey, can we, if we go out to eat, can we make it something that's got a healthier option and menu? And then we do this so you don't have to feel that urge. And it's really um, trying to figure out how we can break those down into, can we make these alternative changes if it's at work, right? Snacking at work. And I just like to just constantly graze. Can we get up and go to the water fountain, fill up our water, do a couple laps when we have those moments, you know, trying to keep our mind busy. So those are some of the approaches that I like to take when I'm talking to somebody about uh, indulgences and potential of just going off track. Perfect, Austin. It, a lot of engineering your environment, you know, trying to maintain some control for the individual. Um, just that that action of of controlling your environment is a big maintenance behavior. Um, just you know, again, you're creating that control, but it's a it's a, also a sense of awareness of here's what's going on. Here's the trigger, if you want to call it that. And, you know, what can we do? Take that pause a second, slow down. Here's what I'm going to do instead. And from an indulgence standpoint, even if it's planned for whatever event, it still requires same processes and, and um, um, forward thinking in the sense of, you know, here's, here's the circumstance. Here's where I could kind of go off the rails. What will I do now? What will I start thinking now and hopefully prevent that from occurring? That doesn't always happen. That's, you know, that's coming. But first I'll swing, I'll swing it to you, Joe. If there's uh, other avenues that you'd like to add that, uh, that Austin and I haven't spoken of yet. I'd love to hear what you do with clients that um, may add to it. Yeah. I think first of all, because of our company history, I, I like to semantically get them in the right headspace to even know what this is. Because back in the day, and I'm sure we started as a company like this 30 years ago, you call it a cheat meal. You know, that's what it was in the 80s and 90s. You're going out and this is my cheat meal. I earned it. It's my reward. And then we decided, you know, eh, that, that may behaviorally start cementing in some bad thoughts that it's kind of a binge, like it's okay to just go off the rails. So we started talking about it as a relaxed meal or, or an indulgence meal, something like that. And Lately, I've just found it's a little bit more helpful since in our company and in teaching flexible dieting, we're, we're talking about tracking food and being objective. I simply now call this an untracked meal. You know, once a week, twice a week, however we decide it's going to be, let's just have an untracked meal. And that means we're going to practice taking those training wheels off. We don't, if we're going to have pizza, like Austin said, and we're going to plan, as you said, Kevin, let's look up pizza and let's see what you're going to eat. Should you have two pieces, three pieces, even though we're not going to track the macros, let's be aware of what they are because my goal is to get you up to maintenance levels of calories for that day so that we're safely still within some glycogen storage limits and we're not 
throwing away an entire week, but we're practicing the art of having those foods that are, are indulgent, yet we still want some tethering to a responsible amount of food. We still want to know that this is not going to ruin my my work so far. And it's phenomenal practice. Like this is real world stuff. Someday we don't want you to track your food. And so to have an untracked meal here and there is starting to help you conceptualize what those those food levels are without the numbers. So that's just one of the things that I try to help clients with from the beginning is why do we need this? That yeah, to give you kind of a social break. You know, once you're gonna have that birthday party like you just had, Kevin. Maybe you do, do need an increase in calories once in a while just to kind of catch your breath and say, okay, I'm I'm moving on. Doesn't have to be every week, could be twice a week, could be two small ones in the same week. It just depends on how your progress is flowing and what your coach's feedback may be. That was perfect, Joe. The nutrition tidbits are, you know, I'm glad you went in that direction because you know, I didn't necessarily state that in my opener, but those steps of walking through the the nutrition habits and processes are what I you know, that's what I did myself. And of course, that's been a process I've had to learn over the years, but um, to, you know, I just didn't have a giant ass donut on top of everything else. And as far as a uh, normal caloric day for me, I knew my, the donut was going to be my main powerhouse of calories for the day. So I, knowing that's going to, of course, I'm not eating the whole giant ass donut in one day, it would be phenomenal, but uh, sensibly, that's not sensible. I'm not going to do so, even I would love to. Just like pizza, it's game over. Same as French fries, it's it's done for. That shit will be eaten, but it doesn't have to be eaten now. And that is a big behavioral thing that I've had to modify for myself because I can't be quite all or nothing like you, Austin, as well. But I love the nutrition practice of just you, know, you have to plan this. You have to know what you're doing in the context of everything else because while you can't eat it all, is that in the is that congruent to the goal? And otherwise, if you're going to choose to do that, or you're going to eat like an asshole to eat your own. But if you're going to eat like an asshole, then it, um, this kind of segues into you know those circumstances where they just go and go off the rail of of. I like to give some anticipatory guidance. You know, if you're going to eat like this, fine. Here's expectation of what to look for now. If you're going to eat 5,000 calories, which is just arbitrary, 3,000 calories above maintenance, what do you what do you expect is going to happen? Do you expect your weight's going to be less or break even? Probably not. You're going to likely see a surge there, a a, a, a transient swing, which is expected. But if you don't like that, then you have to rationalize: Is that what you want to deal with? Is that what's do you want to deal with that psychologically? If not, then there needs to be some planning and honest evaluations of what you intend to do. So to throw it, throw it back to you, Austin, uh, this question is just my, if you have a client, they it did not go accordingly, whether it's because they lack of planning or the plan just fell through and they just said the hell with it. How do you, what do you do in terms of that dialogue? What do you do to help them to get a grip on here's reality, here's what's going on. It's okay. Next steps will be XXX. Yeah. So similar to what you just said, it's okay. We've addressed what happened, why it happened. And now the next steps are, if it's planning ahead, great. Uh, I like to also, 
just temporarily reshift the focus. So if it's like, I'm just going to use like a weekend. We had a weekend where it was just terrible. It was a wedding. I was in the wedding and I, you know, had a couple drinks Friday night because we had dinner rehearsal. Then Saturday was tough. I couldn't get all my meals in because we were doing pictures. We were getting ready. And then I had a couple more drinks. Then we had the dinner and then more drinks. And it was just terrible. I like to reestablish the habit, say, okay, well, you're potentially a little hungover and not feeling great today. Try to prioritize some lean meat and some veggies and fruit and just try to, you know, make some better habits today. And then on Monday, let's try to do kind of the same thing. Let's try to get back into some some better habits. And then maybe by middle of the week, we're now getting back into getting to your calories and and then, you know, just each day trying to progress versus just going through a really difficult part where it was just overindulging and then expecting them to just turn that switch the next day. Cause for some people that's incredibly hard to do. Right. So I think setting up small wins, hitting a protein goal, some fruit, you know, and, and maybe for like the, the next week, and then just reestablishing those healthy habits and then trying to get back into their calorie range is for some, a better approach than just saying, I expect you to hit your macros the next day. Um, just because I think it, allows people to get the smaller wins versus just I failed. Now I have to jump back on. I have to do X, Y, and Z. No, let's work out. Let's do this. Let's do this. And we'll get you there. We've addressed what happened. We addressed why it happened. We addressed some, some manageable ways with food and whatnot and how to do things differently for the next time. But now what's done is done and that's okay. We can still move you forward, but let's try to do this so we can get you here. And then the next time you have an event, we've already got a game plan. And then the follow-up to that, what I like to do as a coach is I tell my clients, I want you to contact me or remind me, hey, in five days or seven days, I'm going to be doing this. Great. Let's team up and let's come up with a game plan. What are you going to do in these situations? Fill in the blanks and email them back to me. How are you going to approach this? Um, if this situation occurs, how are you going to handle it? And how can we you know, do this together as a team? Even though I'm not going to be there, because I want them to make the decision because it's their journey. And I want them to give me the action plan of how they're going to overcome this. So that way the ball is in their court. So that's what I like to do. And if then intervention and that's having them validate and, and clarify, specify, uh, specify, clarify states, what their intentions are all, of which it's, it's reaffirming what they probably know. And, you know, bottom line is what you're saying. And I don't want to speak for you, Joe, yet, but it's, it's, just being reasonable and getting back into the routine regardless, you know, it's, it's not a continuum or a continuance of eating like shit. It's a matter of, okay, this happened. It was fun. Well, lasted, blah, blah, blah. We get back to what that routine is and just ease into it, especially is quite helpful for new, new clients. I, I appreciate you mentioned that because that is a big deal, but you know, for you, Joe, uh, again, same question if, as far as more things to add, just of if a client, they it went uh, went horribly in their perspective, what do you do to help them to understand that maybe it's not as bad as it is? Yeah, I think what you guys have said is already perfect. So I'll just add the caveat that I will tell them not to try too hard to make up for it. So mm -hmm. the, the issue at hand is often... Um, you know, I really overdid it. So now I'm going to do four hours of cardio the next day, or I'm going to starve for two days, probably is just leading you to more instability, more cravings, and probably a harder time getting back on track. So I, I think sometimes instead of that form of self-flagellation, it's a matter of just having to learn to take the consequences, which is I tried to plan and anticipate and do all the things that you said, Kevin, 
still went a little bit too far. So maybe that week just ends up being a neutral week. I've, I've been used to losing a pound a week. I'm not going to lose a pound this week. That's my punishment, so to speak. But getting right back on track is often the best way to make sure that doesn't happen again, that you don't go too far. And then count it as just a point to practice. You're not perfect at this. You're learning. And so you're, you practiced it. It's great. You went a little too far. Next week, I know you won't do that again. And, and that's all part of that learning process. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better because you know, putting another analogy of academics, you, know, you fail an exam, then might as well just quit because you're, you know, worthless student. You suck. It, it's in my case, that's how it was. But um, <laughs> I eventually had to put my, I eventually had to say, no, I want this bad enough. I will have to learn what I need to do, and here we are. So it, I'm being facetious, but clearly we know it's unreasonable to just say, fuck it, you know, this is terrible. I'm just going to continue on this track. Because what's the point? I know that's easier said than done, but we have to understand that it's it maybe not as bad as we perceive it to be. But if we ultimately want to learn from this, we have to learn from it, improve and understand the process and continue to evolve as the process. And I suppose in closing is you know just that, but understand you know, try when you have a indulgent meal, relaxed meal, whatever we want to call it. Plan for it to uh, sensibly be realistic and honest with what you want to enjoy, do, and what you and be honest with what you might expect, whether you are on track with the plan or if you do uh, eat uh, eat eat more eat eat more excessively. Understand what this may mean, and that's part of the learning process. But it's 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 all catering to what maintenance behaviors and mindsets and just maintenance living is going to include and that's planning for these events or even non-planned events how to navigate through these successfully without just saying what the hell screw it it's not worth it if we have to still plan execute and evaluate and continue continuously evolve and to use your line joe be the be the person you want to be so i think that's it um <laughs> well, it was close well, well that's good <laughs> So we'll <laughs> we'll wrap it there, everyone. So uh, thank you for listening. This is the Flexible Dieting Podcast. We'll see you on the next one. Mm-hmm.